We're not in First Timothy, just felt led to take a detour. We're going to be in Psalm chapter 34. Psalm chapter 34. And our text is going to be verses 15 through the end of the chapter. But I'm going to go ahead and read this whole psalm here in a moment. Um, the Bible says that Jesus is the good shepherd. One of the things shepherds do is when a lamb or a sheep is injured, they take the salve and put that salve upon the wound uh, to bring healing. And they bind them up and they'll carry them on their shoulders. Um, sometimes in life when we're broken, we need Christ to minister to those wounds and those broken places in our lives. And David here is going through a time of great difficulty. He had fled from Saul. He had gone to King Achish. Uh, and apparently a title of Bimelech was also given to him. Uh, but he had gone to Achish and, and Achish had begun to question him. And so David in fear put on an act. He acted like he was crazy. And uh, Achish said, get this, this fool out of my kingdom. Uh, I don't have time for this. And they took David out and David escaped with his life. And, and David in his embarrassment and his brokenness and this difficult time of his life penned the words to this psalm uh, as a way of bringing praise to God but also of remembering what the Lord does. And um, we need to turn to God for hope when we're broken hearted. And uh, that's the title of my message, Hope for the Broken Hearted. And look with me at Psalm 34 and verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. You who are his holy ones, fear the Lord, for those who fear him lack nothing. Young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is someone who desires life, loving a long life, to enjoy what is good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to remove all memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. One who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life 
of his servants. And all who take refuge in him will not be punished or desolate. Hope for the brokenhearted. How do we find hope? Well, first of all, let me say, just before we get into the meat of this, he's talking about the righteous. And we know that under the new covenant, who are the righteous? There are those who have chosen to repent of their sin and put their trust in Jesus Christ, who have received the gift of eternal life and were clothed in the righteousness of God. Um, now, that is the righteous in one, in one regard. In the other regard, it is also those believers who are walking and living for God. Now, none of us are perfect in that, but it's those of us who are seeking to live for the Lord. If you're a Christian and you're disobeying God, you'll be disciplined. And so uh, God will bring difficulty and adversity into your life to turn you around back towards him. But uh, as, you, as you think about the righteous here, think about those who have been washed in the blood of Christ, who've been clothed in his perfect righteousness. So hope for the brokenhearted. How do we find hope? As believers in Jesus. First of all, find it in remembering that God sees you. God sees you. Verse 15 says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Do you believe that? The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. I remember when my kids were little... um, we had had an issue with somebody who was taking care of our kids, and we'd moved them to a daycare center where they had cameras in the rooms. And um, it was neat. You could go on the computer, and you could actually see your kids during the day, whatever they were doing. It was all coming through live on the Internet, and you could observe it. Um, Sherry used it a few times and checked on the kids. I don't think I ever used it. But uh, we watched our kids at different times um, have you ever watched your kids when they're asleep? We watch our kids sometimes when they're asleep. But you know, God doesn't just watch us occasionally. He doesn't log into heaven's heavenly computer and, and view us occasionally. No, his eyes are consistently upon us. The Bible says he sees when we sit and when we rise. He sees our thoughts from afar. He knows every word that's going to be spoken before one of them is spoken. He has the hairs of our heads numbered. That's how closely he watches us. And he sees us. Um, God sees you in your time of difficulty. God saw Job in his time of difficulty, even though he was silent. Have you ever had those times in your life where God seemed silent? Where it was just hard because things seemed to be continuing on that were difficult, but and yet... God didn't seem to be communicating anything to you, and it seemed, he seemed silent. And you think, well, does God care? Yes, God cares. God sees you where you are. And uh, I thank God that God takes notice of us. Uh, I think of Stephen. You remember Stephen, the godly deacon who preached a message in the book of Acts? Uh, and the scripture says that the crowd did not like his message. They became very angry, and they... They rushed him and began to stone him to death. And the Bible says that Stephen lifted up his head and he said, I see heaven opened and I see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of God. Jesus had stood up to take notice of Stephen in his time of suffering. Can I tell you, 
Christ sees you in your time of suffering, and he cares for you. And uh, he knows completely what is needed and completely how to help us. He sees the issue. By the way, not only does he see, he understands it. You know, sometimes we see something, and then sometimes we see something, right? We, we actually understand it. Um, my, my daughter's a math major. I see her math work, but I don't understand it. Uh, but can I, she sees it, and she understands it most of the time, right? <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, God sees, and he sees with perfect understanding. And he knows exactly how to help us when things are difficult. So when you're, when you're struggling, go to God with your struggle and with your brokenness because he sees you and he knows how to help you. Hope for the brokenhearted, how do you find hope? Find it in remembering that God sees you. Secondly, find it in remembering that God hears you. God hears you. Look at verse 15, second part. He says, his ears are open to their cry for help. His ears are open to their cry for help. Now, if you're in habitual sin, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Part of God's discipline is he doesn't hear when we are persistent in disobedience. But... Praise God. That doesn't mean he doesn't hear the content of our prayers, right? Because he knows everything. He knows all things. But, but here's the thing. When we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when we genuinely repent from the heart, can I tell you something? The communication is open once more. And aren't you glad that God hears when we call to him? Aren't you glad that God hears when we're broken and we come to him in prayer? You know, there's a limit to how much we can hear, right? Have you ever misunderstood your spouse? They said one thing and you thought they meant another. Uh, you know, sometimes it can get uncomfortable when that happens, right? Uh, wh- what about someone at work? Maybe you've, you've heard one thing, and you, but you haven't understood it. God hears and he understands. Let me ask you this. Have you ever drifted off in your attention when you're talking to someone and then come back to it and you thought, boy, I hope they don't ask me a question. I don't have a clue what they just said. Uh, Did you know God never does that? He always listens to us perfectly. He catches what we say, but not only does he catch what we say, he understands Not only the words that we're saying, but the heart behind them. Because the Bible says, God searches the heart. So he sees what is within. Sometimes we are confused, aren't we? Sometimes our emotions are conflicted. Sometimes we're struggling with the situations that we're facing. And we're not really sure which end is up and which end is down. But can I tell you, when you're unsure and you go to God, he knows exactly where you are. And what is needed. And he hears. And he answers. Thank God for his answer prayer. I think of Peter sinking down in the water. Help! And Jesus lifted him up. He hears. Aren't you glad that God hears? Um, 
many times in the in the scripture we have prayers that are recorded. David's prayers are a great blessing to us, and this is one of those prayers that we're studying today. But um, the secret of life for those who follow God is to have that sweet communion with God, that time with Him where we cast our cares on Him because He cares for us. And He hears and He answers. God hears you. That ought to give you hope when you're brokenhearted. So, how do you find hope in, in your brokenheartedness? First of all, God sees you. Secondly, God hears you. Thirdly, God protects you. God protects you. Look at verse 20. He protects all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Of course, God did that for Christ on the cross, didn't he? None of his bones were broken. But God protects us. Now you say, well, I've heard of Christians having broken bones. Well, so have I. Matter of fact, I've had one. Uh, I, I broke my collarbone playing football in high school. Uh, Listen, what he's talking about, though, here is that God is in complete charge of what happens to us. If he allows something, he allows it for a reason. The Bible says we only have troubles, we're only beset by troubles if it is necessary. 1 Peter chapter 1, if it is necessary. And so if you have a trouble or a problem in your life, can I tell you, the devil has to ask God's permission. Can I tell you... The trials of your life, if they're allowed, are allowed for a reason. You may not understand the reason. You may not know the reason. It may be evil in and of itself that God hates in and of itself, but God allows for a reason. And so, know that God protects you. Um, you remember Jesus? He was um, in the midst of a crowd of people, and they got angry with him, and they'd taken him up on a cliff to throw him off the cliff. You remember that? But what did he do? He walked right through the middle of them. They couldn't, couldn't keep a hold of him. Jesus like, see you later, guys. And uh, he was gone. And they, they, couldn't, they couldn't control him. Um, what about the Jewish leadership that tried to come against him? Every time they come up with an argument, Jesus had an answer. God protected him in, in the wisdom that he was exercising. Uh, Jesus, in living by faith, saw this over and over again, but when it came to the cross, he said, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. And what was God's answer? He's got to face the cup. And Jesus went to the cross. But can I tell you something? It was necessary. It was necessary. I would be lost were it not for the cross. So would you. Jesus died for our sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring us to God. <clears throat> it was necessary. God protects you. Listen, I, I believe you're indestructible until God is ready to take you home as a child of God. Doesn't matter where you are. And by the way, if it's God's time for you, doesn't matter where you are. You're going to go home. God has our days written in his book. He has a plan for our lives. And um, <clears throat> David Livingstone, uh, the, the missionary that was a uh, missionary to Africa, 
uh, he was actually, if my memory serves me, he was attacked by a lion. The lion tore at his arm and uh, I think it was like his upper shoulder and area there. And he healed up from that wound and continued to minister for the Lord. Can you imagine the danger that he must have faced day in and day out? But can I tell you something? God was protecting David Livingstone. His purpose for him wasn't finished. God protects you and he protects me. While he has us here in this world. And then one day, guess what? We're going to a place where we're not going to need protection. We're going to a place where there is no sickness and there is no pain and there is no heartache and there is no sin. Hallelujah. In the meantime, we can trust that God protects us. So God sees you. God hears you. God protects you. Fourthly, God delivers you. I'm so glad that God delivers. Look at verse 17. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. He delivers you. Sometimes this is deliverance from a specific situation. You remember Elijah or Elisha, I'm sorry, Elisha and his servant and the uh, servant says, Lord, what are we going to do? They, look at all these different armies around us. Who's going to deliver us? And Elisha says, Lord, open his eyes. And God opened the eyes of Elisha's servant. He looks around and he sees these armies of angels all around them protecting them. Can I tell you something? God has an army of angels. You remember what Jesus said? They were saying, uh, uh, Look, Jesus, what are you going to do? He says, look, I could call 10,000 angels right now. Ten legions of angels, I'm sorry. Ten legions of angels. I could call ten legions of angels. Now, if one can take care of 180,000 Assyrians, I don't know what ten legions could do, but I, I, I trust that it would be pretty impressive. God is able... To deliver us. He's able. You remember Elijah when he was hiding from Jezebel. She's trying to kill him. And God's sent him. And Ahab is, is looking for him. Trying to kill him. God sends him to the, to the brook Kareth. And he feeds him with the ravens. And then the brook dries up. Because of the famine. And uh, God sends him to the widow of Zarephath. And he supplies miraculously... For Elijah, the widow, and her son, and sustains them in the time of famine. He delivers Elijah from their hand. And even uh, toward the end of Elijah's ministry, God was still delivering him. But can I tell you something? The word for deliver here is also a word that can be translated save. Our God's in the saving business, and the chief way that he does that is through his son, Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to know that God loves you, that Jesus Christ died for your sin and paid the price for it at Calvary and rose again. And if you'll choose today to turn from your sin by faith to follow Christ and receive the gift of eternal life, God will cancel your sin debt. He'll wash you clean. And you will have a place in heaven.
That's the message of the gospel. God delivers. And I want to tell you something. If you're brokenhearted and you don't know Christ, you need Christ. You need Christ. I, listen, people say, well, Christians have problems. Well, yes, we do. But praise God, we've got somebody to walk through those problems with us. If you're living out here in this world and, and, and you don't know Christ, you don't have a relationship with him and problems come, you have to face those problems in your own strength. But if you have Christ, you have a special comfort and a special help to walk through the difficulty with you. Also, you have God's people, amen? God's people to provide encouragement to you. So hope for the brokenhearted, how to find hope. God sees you, God hears you. God protects you, God delivers you, and finally God comforts you. Look at verse 18. The first part of verse 18 says, The Lord is near the brokenhearted. The idea of God being near. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Have you ever been brokenhearted in the sense that you're so brokenhearted you felt crushed in your spirit? Maybe you prayed something like this, Lord, I just don't have the strength to go on. I just don't know how I'm going to have the energy to face what is before me. God, I don't know uh, how to even fix what's wrong with me inside. God, I don't know how to handle the circumstances I'm facing. I'm at the end of myself. I'm crushed. There's no fight left. What will I do? God comforts us. He comforts us and he delivers us, as we just mentioned. Um, I'm so glad that God doesn't just deal with us in one, in one way, physically. He deals with us also spiritually and emotionally. If you're struggling spiritually, if you feel crushed spiritually, God can deliver you and comfort you in that. If you're crushed emotionally, God can deliver you and comfort you in that. He is able to come alongside us. There have been times in my life where I've said, God... You know, I, I just, I need something. I'm not even sure what it is, but I need something. God, will you help me? God, I don't even know what to pray. And can I tell you, God is so faithful to provide the comfort that I need and the encouragement that I need. Jesus comforts us. Jesus said, if I go away, the comforter will come to you. Who is this comforter? Well, if you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit has come to live within you. Uh, he is resident. Is he president? In other words, are you surrendered to him? If you are surrendered to him and you're trusting him, can I tell you something? He will be close to you and he'll walk with you. Uh, he will comfort you. The Bible says he is the paraclete. It means to be caught alongside. It's somebody to walk through the trials with you. To comfort you in those special ways. I can remember times, uh, a whole lot of times in my life where God has comforted me. Maybe with a personal struggle. Um, could be at, at work. It could be uh, in my family. I remember when Megan was sick, I felt this comfort a number of times. Uh, he has comforted me in times where I was perplexed or, or I didn't know what to do. Uh, God is our comforter. One of the most touching stories, I, I mentioned Elijah to you, but one of the most touching stories in the Bible, I think, is found in the story of Elijah when he has the great confrontation with the prophets of Baal. And afterwards, Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. You know, a couple of days is all it's going to take me to find you and kill you. And 
he, he just plunges into a depression. And this, this guy who was so bold, who was so strong in the Lord, all of a sudden finds himself in such a discouraged state, he doesn't even know how to go on. You know what the Bible says? The angel of the Lord. In Scripture, that is the pre-incarnate Lord Jesus Christ. Came to Elijah at his place of discouragement. And he says, Elijah, I'm going to cook you a meal. And he cooks him a meal and Elijah eats and he says, take your rest. It is too much for you. Aren't you glad that God knows when it's too much for us? Elijah sleeps. He has him a good long rest. He wakes up. Jesus cooks him another meal and he eats. And he says, take your rest. It is too much for you. And Elijah lays back down and he sleeps again. And then finally, God tells him, you go uh, to this mountain. And he speaks to him through that still, small voice. The Holy Spirit. Our God is able to comfort us when we're broken. Come to him with your brokenness. Come to him when you don't have the strength to carry on. And know that he is faithful. And he'll comfort you. How do we find hope when we're broken? We need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Know that God sees you, God hears you, God protects you, God delivers you, and God comforts you. He is faithful and he is near to your brokenhearted. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that when we are brokenhearted, that when we are struggling, Lord, that you're faithful. I thank you, Lord, that no matter what may come, you said in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Lord, as your people, help us trust you in those times when we're brokenhearted. Help us come to you with our brokenness and with our perplexity and with with our uh, emptiness, Lord, and come to you so that we could be filled, encouraged, and restored. Perhaps even come to you with our sin, Lord. So that you can fix what is right and what is broken in us. And Father, if there's somebody here today that doesn't know Christ.